Thank you for joining us for this episode of season three of Comply on the Fly with M3 and Karen B. Comply on the Fly is your trusted weekly resource for reliable insight and quick answers to common employee benefits compliance questions. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Seek the advice of counsel for any employee benefits compliance related guidance or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B. And the Comply on the Fly topic for today is FMLA and maintaining benefits. Of course, we always say that FMLA is a great benefit to employees. It protects not only their job, but also their group health benefits while they need time away for medical conditions or to care for others. This benefit protection is key because without it, employees would lose their active coverage if they're not working the required number of hours under the insurance contract. And then COBRA would be offered. But during the 12 weeks of FMLA, employers are required to keep the group health insurance benefits intact, as if the employee is actively at work during that time. Employees must still, however, pay their portion of the premium during this time. Employers have several different ways to collect the premium from the employee and should document the requirements in the Rights and Responsibilities Notice. According to the regulations, if the FMLA is substituted with paid leave, then the employee's premiums would be paid as they normally would be for any other paid leave. If the leave is unpaid, the options for payment are payment due at the same time of the payroll deduction, payment due on the same schedule as COBRA payments, payment prepaid at the employee's option, and this could be pre-tax under the cafeteria plan, Payment made per any existing rules the employer has for other types of leave, provided that no prepayment before the leave is required. And of course, any other system that is voluntarily agreed to between the employer and the employee, including through increased payroll deductions. If a worker's compensation injury is involved, the regulations state that the employee must make arrangements with the employer for payment of the premiums when FMLA is also designated for time off due to that work comp injury. And again, the employer is required to provide advanced written notice of the terms and conditions of premium payments in the Rights and Responsibilities Notice. It is important to note that an employee may choose not to retain group health plan coverage during FMLA leave. However, when the employee does return from the leave, the employee is entitled to be reinstated on the same terms prior to taking the leave, including family and dependent coverages, without any qualifying period or physical examination. And if the employee chooses to not retain coverage, there is a Section 125 qualifying event for FMLA leaves that allows revocation of the pretext premium election during that period of FMLA. And that is your Comply on the Fly topic for today. Thanks for tuning in. For more compliance insights from Karen B., please visit m3ins.com. You can also follow and subscribe to Comply on the Fly on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts.